Hi there, and welcome to this episode of the Love to Tell the Story podcast. I'm Michael Lowry, pastor of East Congregational United Church of Christ in Concord, New Hampshire. The irony of it all is that now, just a few days later, I'm not sure I could really tell you what it was that had me so distracted that afternoon. Probably, if I'm being honest, just garden-variety pastoral concerns. Probably I was taking inventory of what had yet to be done in preparation for the following Sunday, struggling in my mind with the wording of some part or another in the sermon, or lamenting all the other varied priorities and ideas that, try as I might, never seemed to move from back burner to front. Like I say, I'm not really sure at this point. Simply that at this particular moment, I had begun to feel, well, a bit overwhelmed. And in the midst of my semi-regular mid-afternoon walk through the neighborhood, it suddenly hit me that I was not only missing a golden opportunity here, but also inadvertently neglecting a first priority, that of prayer. And the fact is, folks, I really ought to know better. I'm reminded here of something that the late Eugene Peterson said in an article he wrote on the pastor's life of prayer. He said, If I vainly crowd my day with conspicuous activity, or let others fill my day with imperious demands, I don't have time to do my proper work, the work to which I have been called. How can I lead people, he asked, into the quiet place beside the still waters, if I'm in perpetual motion? How can I persuade a person to live by faith and not by works if I'm juggling my schedule constantly to make everything fit into place? I know I can't be busy and pray at the same time, Peterson said. I can be active and pray. I can work and pray, but I cannot be busy and pray. I cannot be inwardly rushed, distracted, or dispersed. Those are good and powerful words, not only for clergy types like me, but also, I think, for any who to endeavor to make faith an integral part of their daily lives. In many ways, I think our greatest challenge as Christians has always been to practice our faith beyond the time and place of gathered worship. This is a challenge that's grounded in our understanding of Scripture, our Protestant tradition, and in our strong belief in the priesthood of all believers. As I am quick to point out from most every pulpit I'm privileged to occupy, and from this podcast recently, we are all ministers, each one of us in our own way. We are set apart by God for unique ministries in the places where we dwell, and thus are witnesses of the good news of our Lord Jesus Christ amongst family, friends, and the wide array of folk whose lives we touch simply by our presence, often doing so without even realizing it. It is a great and joyous responsibility, one that I love, but at times it can be overwhelming, and so it requires nourishment. Indeed, just as we make sure our children have a good breakfast before they head out the door in the morning, it's of equal importance that you and I be properly fed before setting out to the very task of ministry throughout the days. An average day of work, school, or even leisure can be, to say the very least, taxing. An average day can be filled with conflict, confrontation, temptations, quick decisions, and a plethora of crises, both major and minor. And that's all in one day, remember. It's all too easy to lose our focus and and accidentally put faith on the back burner, which not only puts us at a disadvantage, but 
also risks compromising our own ministry as it gets lost in the chaos. So in the words of the hymn, it's vitally important, both for the facing of this hour and for the living of these days, that each of us find ways to daily open ourselves to God's presence and guidance. Or to put it much more simply, let us pray. It always amazes me, you know, particularly on those days that have become so full, convoluted, and often distressing as to become overwhelming, just how good it has done me to stop, even for just a few brief moments on the way for a time of prayer. It serves not only as a respite from the world's noise and confusion, but moreover, it becomes an opportunity to find renewal and empowerment for doing God's work of love in the world. It also helps us to loosen the grip that so many of us are determined to keep hold on our lives. Henry Nouwen, in fact, once made this apt comparison of, of an attitude of prayer to the opening of a tightly clenched fist. Get this. He said, if your hands are shut tight, not only can you not do anything constructive with them, you also cannot put anything in them. But, he says, if your hands are open, they're ready to receive that which is given. Prayer enables us to open our hands and our hearts as well, that we might receive all the, that God has to give us, using these divine gifts and answering Christ's call to service and sacrifice. Simply put, the constancy of our prayer cannot help but keep us focused, deepening our commitment to Christ in the process. Now, admittedly, this is one spiritual discipline that, in the wake of the many fleeting moments of distraction that come and go in my own life, I'm still in the process of learning. But I will tell you this. When I remember, it makes a profound difference in everything. All I can tell you, friends, is that once that afternoon walk became a venue for some informal prayer, my head was cleared, my spirit was fed, and I was ready to go back to work. And trust me here, I was definitely the better for it. And that brings us to the close of this episode of the Love to Tell the Story podcast. I'm Michael Lowry, and I thank you for listening today. And until next time, stay safe. Be well, and may God bless you with a great day every day. We'll talk to you soon.